0: Welcome to Monster Chats, presented by Monster VoIP, where we share the tools, methods, and best practices that business leaders use to build new connections, strengthen relationships, and impact sales and organizations of all shapes and sizes. If you have any questions that come up during today's episode, please text them to 424-378-6966. Please welcome the founder of Monster VoIP, your host, Colin Mitchell.
1: On today's episode, we're going to be talking with Larry Levine of Selling from the Heart, Larry and I are gonna be talking about authenticity, being real, raw, relevant, and relatable in sales. I'm Colin Mitchell, the host of Monster Chats and the founder of Monster Void. In a a world full of empty suits, Larry Levine is passionate about helping sales reps succeed by helping them understand the true value of uh, the, the true value that they bring to the market. He's leading a revolution of authenticity, integrity, and substance in the sales profession. Larry, welcome to Monster Chats, how you doing? Well,
2: I'm doing great, what's going on Colin? It's you know. So here's what's really interesting. By the way, that's a great bio. I don't, I don't know where you got that from. But, that's <laughs> but isn't it interesting though when we start hearing the words authenticity, integrity, being real, being raw, being relatable? Yeah, yeah. How does that apply to sales? Isn't mm-hmm. that interesting? It's almost like goes against
1: what most people have been taught for their whole career, right? And it's sad.
2: And, it, and it's truly sad. But that's just, the world that, that's just the world that most people are used to. Yeah. So today, we're going to be talking, Larry, about um, how
1: selling from the heart got started, uh, understanding the true value you bring to the market, and how to be relatable in sales, which are all topics that I feel you can shed a lot of light on. But before we get started, tell us a little bit more about your story. Give us you know, where you came from, how you got started, and where you're at today.
2: Well, I won't start it once upon a time, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you already know, cause Colin, you and I know each other, but I spent 29 years in the office technology channel, the LA marketplace. So I sold copiers my whole life, my whole career
0: yeah.
2: throughout the LA marketplace throughout, you know, most of Southern California. And I learned something along the way and um, I'm going to keep the story short, but it's going to be power pack story. Uh, but I think y'all you're going to get where I'm going with this is I think everybody in sales, I don't care what channel you're all in. You spend, you spend any amount of time in sales, you're going to get an aha moment. You're going to walk into a meeting. You're not going to be your best self. You're not going to be on your a game and you're going to get spanked. Mm -hmm. Well, that happened to me 25 years ago. So Mm -hmm. I had a very successful career in the office technology channel. I bought into a dealership and then we expanded throughout the LA marketplace but I had a really unique position is I was their number one salesperson, but I was also a business owner, became highly dysfunctional. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So that was really interesting. But where the story really takes off is it took me a while, right? Most salespeople have their dream list of accounts they want to get into. Mm
0: -hmm. Well,
2: I had mine. It took me three years to get into this company. So here I am in my suit. I got my nice notebook. I got my nice polished pen sit in my pocket. I walk into this meeting, we do our small pleasantries and we shake hands, you know, I'm meeting with a CFO mm-hmm. about five, six minutes into the meeting. I get called out on the carpet by a CFO and he asked mm-hmm. me to stop in midstream. Now, I don't know how many sales reps would handle that in a good way. I had a choice really quick call and I could say, you know what? Game over. He's asked me to stop and I can politely excuse myself or I can use it as a learning moment. Mm-hmm. So right then and there, about six, seven minutes into this, I just asked the person, I said, hey, you know, I'm sorry if I offended you. I don't don't think I said anything wrong. And he goes, you actually said a lot of things wrong. You're the third copier rep that's been in my office in the last week. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I couldn't take it anymore because you all walk, talk, and act the same way. Mm -hmm. I go, okay, so let me flip it on you. What would you like to see? And Colin, for forty-five minutes, I got schooled by a CFO. Best life lessons I ever got. I walked away from that with notes upon notes that I digested, and I told myself it would never happen again.
1: I'd love to have uh, been a bit of fly on the wall for that conversation. Uh,
2: but here, here's what's, <laughs> So, Colin, here's what's interesting about it: the guy became a customer of mine lifelong friend, still to this day. He lives in the same city. I do. I share the story, him and I laugh our backsides off because he knows what I'm doing now. And I use the story all the time because people can relate to it. But what I did one step farther is I'm, I was harder on myself than anybody else was. I took what he said really personable. I just, cause it, a, it kind of hit my ego. And you mm-hmm. know what? Most salespeople have egos, you know, bigger than the size of the Grand Canyon.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But what I did is I said, you know what? I could be better. And I knew it was never going to happen to me again. I took that story. I went to every single one of my customers and I shared that story with them. And I got even more feedback. And that was the journey that I went on 25, 26 years ago now that it would never happen. If I wasn't the best version of myself, if I didn't bring my a game and showed how much I cared about them. Cause quite frankly, most people in sales, the first five minutes of that conversation is all about the company, about how great they are, how great their services and so forth. And I'm not here to disrespect anybody in sales.
0: Mm.
2: Nobody cares.
1: So take me back to that time for a minute, right? So that was a huge moment for you where it kind of catapulted a, a, a mindset shift, right? Is what I hear you're saying. But then how did you take action on that when you know, people weren't selling that way back then? They weren't teaching that. There was no one to bounce ideas off about how to change your whole sales process around that.
2: Yeah. You know, it was, um, I share this a lot. I was on more dysfunctional sales teams with more dysfunctional managers than anybody was. And I go, you know what? I was really observant. This was even before I bought into a company. And I was real observant. I was I was watching what people are doing and not doing, and all I did was the complete polar opposite. (laughs) But one of the things that I learned is and maybe it's who I am inside of me, is I said, you know what? I can't walk, talk, and act like everybody else. This Mm -hmm. is what is getting them. It's the perception of people out there. Because I asked my customers and I was in meetings with people, I'd ask them questions. What do you like? What do you don't like about salespeople? Just really simple things. What wows you? Share with me the characteristics of a really great salesperson. Mm -hmm. And I go, interesting. And I started to bunch this all up. I started to internalize it. I started to think about it. I packaged it all up and I made it my own. And I did the complete polar opposite of everybody in the sales profession. And I stuck to it. And yeah, did I have disagreements with a bunch of people? Yes. Did I get middle fingers thrown at me? Yes. Did I get daggers thrown at me? Yes. Did I get made fun of? Yes. Yes. But I didn't mm-hmm. care. I, it wasn't about pleasing my salespeople on my team, you know, that were my team members and all that. It was about me pleasing my customers. It was about me growing the relationships
0: mm-hmm.
2: and doing things that no other salesperson was willing to do. And that's basically just giving a rip about the person in the office.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, I'm guessing also you could sleep better at night.
2: Well, so here's the thing. And I was as real, I, I mean, I started to pick up on this. And this is how my warped brain works, Colin. I said, how can that person, right? I don't care, male or female, doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. How can they sleep at night knowing that they've done that to a customer? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I talk about in my book, I talk about in the manifesto, right? If you lead with your heart and not your wallet, great things happen. But people smell commission breath instantaneously. Most salespeople walk around with commission breath. And most people can smell it. I'm not a, I don't have a degree in psychology or none of that stuff. My degree came from the school of hard knocks, but people smell this stuff. They smell when you're, not saying the right thing. They can smell it. They can, they can look in your eyes that goes right into your soul and they can smell that what you're cooking is all about you, not about them.
1: Yeah. Just by your body language, your demeanor, your tone, right? There's all these things that they pick up that just know that you're t- totally full of shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, it, but it just goes back. And that's why I ask so many questions. I got a really curious mindset. And I want to know, and even today, and, and I and I throw it out there pretty hard. I do it because I care about the sales profession. I care about raising the bar because quite frankly, the bar in the sales profession is is so low. You can literally step over it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: how low the bar is. So in my world, perception's reality. That's how my mind works. I was constantly thinking about How am I perceived by my customers? How am I perceived in the marketplace? How do I want to be perceived?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And I, and I walk it, I talk it, I live it, I breathe it, I sleep it. And people smell it. They get what I'm cooking and they want to be a part of it because I'm a big believer that stories sell. Mm
0: -hmm. How
2: you take care of your customers, how you treat your customers, how you show how much you care, how much you appreciate your customers will actually come back tenfold because they're going to tell a bunch of other people how you take care of them. Mm -hmm. And it was just those simple acts went a long way. That's what I'd ask salespeople to think about and sales leaders. It's not chasing shiny objects. The shiny objects you should be chasing are right in front of you. It's your customers is get to know your customers. It's building those rock solid relationships. It's actually following through with everything that you said up to the point that they signed something and then continue to do it 10 times more than you did before.
1: Right. Yeah. And even not even just your customers, but your prospects too. Like we have a avid practice of following up with the people that say no and finding out why they said no and how we maybe could have done better and trying to learn from those opportunities. The no's are Equally as valuable as the yeses because they're huge learning opportunities.
2: Yeah, but okay, you bring up a really great point, Colin. How many in sales, when they get a no, go off and they never bother contact, contacting that person again?
1: Oh, that's the, probably the majority, i assume. It's a,
2: vast, it's a vast majority. Yeah, I mean, we, it, we, you just got to get used to getting no's, right? You're going to get more no's than yeses, and that's okay. It's what you do with the no's. Hmm. What I was able to do with the no's is what most salespeople wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. I started to connect the dots in a social setting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So if, you know, if, Colin, I'll just use you as an example. If you and I were having a meeting and you're the executive and I'm the salesperson and through that, you know, that meeting, it's just not the right time. Whatever the case may be, we just mutually agree that there's, there's no fit at this time.
0: Mm-hmm. It doesn't
2: mean that there may not be a fit later. Mm -hmm. But what prevents somebody from connecting? So I'd connect with you on social, Colin, and then I'd start educating you and you'd start seeing me out there more and more. And I'd get to know who, you know, what people you hang out with. And Mm -hmm. before you know it, there's another conversation happening because Colin may have an issue that I might be able to solve. And I wasn't aware of it because I wasn't connected to him. And, And Colin that, you know, being the savvy executive is, starts leveraging the power of social. That's mm-hmm. all I did to grow my marketplace and build relationships and influence networks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the feedback you get from the noes can lead to a yes anyway. So everybody should be asking for that feedback when somebody says no.
2: Yeah. And, and it's the thing that most salespeople, because it, I'm not here to poke fun at salespeople because I think they're products of the environment they were raised in,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which, you know, we all know that that goes upstream.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But what's really interesting is most salespeople won't engage in a conversation unless it's a sales conversation. Mm. Think about that one for a second. Yeah. If they're not ready to buy or it doesn't fit into that window, whatever that window is,
0: mm-hmm.
2: they don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, how did you go from your sales career to starting Selling from the Heart?
2: (laughs) I found myself the spring of 2015, right after my 50th birthday, without a job.
0: Hmm.
2: I was asked to leave my corporate sales job, first time ever I was riffed. So after doing a lot of crying and a lot of soul searching for about a day, I told my wife this, I said, give me 45 days and I will find something. Mm -hmm. I just need some time to reflect. And quite frankly, I could have gone right back into the channel that I grew up in, but my wife told me something that, that just stuck with me And, and that's what lit my fire. She goes, you'd be bored in six months. Why don't you find something to do that's actually that you're going to enjoy doing that you're going to make an impact on. And I didn't know what that was at that point. So I started to tap into my network and I called my close friend, Daryl Amy, who's now my podcast partner at Selling from the Heart. And I said, hey, Daryl, I need some help. Here's the situation. I was just calling. I was just going to tap his network. And Daryl said something to me the next day when he called me back. He says, Larry goes, I have never seen anybody in a marketplace the size of Los Angeles that can leverage the power of their brand and socially connect with people and grow relationships in the way that you have. You need to go out and teach people what you did. Mm -hmm. That's how it was started. I went right back into the sales channel that I grew up in. And I started to share my story and I started to coach sales teams and leaders on how to genuinely position themselves and how to leverage the power of social. But the light bulb moment went off about mid part of 2016. And I go, you know what? Social is an important aspect of what we do as a sales professional, Mm -hmm. but it shines this big, shiny light on it. And that big shiny light was this salespeople stink at clearly articulating a value proposition. They have really low levels of business acumen. They struggle driving a business conversation. They're poorly positioned online. And here's the kicker. Their relationship building skills are really low, so low. Again, I can step over them. But here I am coaching sales reps on how to use social. I said, "Uh uh-uh, game over. I'm going to flip this thing on its head. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm going to work with salespeople on how they can bring the best version of, them, of themselves to the marketplace, how they can articulate value, how they can position themselves as a real, normal, genuine human being, and then integrate the power of social. It was right then and there how Selling from the Heart was born. From there, went to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Podcast turned to a book. And the books opened up the door to all over the world to speak and so forth. And I shared the story in its condensed format. Mm -hmm. For one simple reason, I ask everybody who's listening to your show, how are you going to get noticed in a marketplace when nobody knows you exist? And take a step back and think about that one for a second. Regardless of what sales channel you're in, regardless of what sales position you're in, regardless of manager, leader, anything like that, I'm going to ask people to think about this. In a crowded marketplace, how are you going to rise to the top when nobody knows you exist? You got to bring the best version of yourself forward. You got to smash your face to face persona with your online persona.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You got to walk, talk, live, and breathe it. And if you can't do that through your customer's eyes, you're gonna be an empty suit, which is chapter 10 of my book.
1: Right. Now, you know, I know that you're a big a big advocate of 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 uh of personal branding. Right. Um, And we're doing it, frankly, before a lot of people did, you know, get into trying to build their personal brand. Right. Um, But there's a lot of reps that, you know, don't they miss the piece. Right. Where being authentic, being genuine, really being customer centric and think that just, you know, uh, dressing up. It's like wearing a nice suit. Right. They dress up their LinkedIn profile and start posting videos and think that's personal branding. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I always say Armani suits and Rolex watches don't make the person, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just a mask. Right. And I always say, and, and this was, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. I never paid attention to the noise.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I did it my way. Yeah. And not that I'm a control freak and all that, but after getting schooled so many times, I said, you know what? This was probably back. 2005 call in 2006. I had no idea what LinkedIn was. I had no idea what social platforms were. Nothing. I hired a business coach. I Mm -hmm. spent 10 grand of my own money for 90 days, best 10 grand I ever spent. This, my business coach actually taught me the art behind the brand. Mm -hmm. And that's how I did a lot of inward thinking. And I said, yeah, I mean, I still remember it. He goes, if you want, to position yourself as the best possible sales professional in your marketplace. It starts with what's inside you. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of soul searching and I brought that out and I put it on a little website that I had and I drove people to a website and everything that I sold to somebody, I took a picture with and I humanized what I did and I was learning how to drive people to a website with no content, no nothing. I just used the power of my voice and a simple thank you and a shaking of a hand. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to get to know you, check out my website. You'll get a Little bit of glimpse into who I am. I share this for one simple reason. If we fast forward to today, right, as we're recording this, we're in the middle of a crisis, right? Mm -hmm. How are you going to get noticed in a marketplace when you can't walk into anyone's office? Mm -hmm. You can't physically shake their hand. How are they going to get to know the real Larry or the real Colin Mm -hmm. if you have no digital presence? And I'm not to say that your digital presence is everything, but guess what, folks? in the world that we live in today, you gotta be able to walk, talk, live, sleep, and breathe, position yourself better than anybody else out there so they get to know the real version of you.
1: Right. And that means
2: you gotta do some tough work and the inner work is the hardest work. Right. And right. most people doing is they mask and mirror it. They position themselves based on what they see out there or the cloning of somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I always say the social emperor has no clothes. And there's a lot of that going on online. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I'm not here to disrespect or demean anybody when I say this. But is the walk you're walking online the same walk you're walking in your normal life, face-to-face? Most of the time, I'm going to say no.
1: Yeah, and and it's not to bash on the people that are doing it, right? It's more, they haven't been taught properly, or they don't have a proper example that's, that's leading, right? So it, and and I think the, your book talks all about it, right? Be your authentic self, be genuine, right? And, and that's kind of, I think the best piece of advice for people trying to build out their digital f- footprint uh, is just be yourself, be authentic, share the wins, share the losses and everything in between, not just this platform of every, you know, everything's great all the time and you're positive because that's not true. That's not authentic. We all have struggles and it really humanizes your brand when you're willing to put, be, uh, you know, share the wins, but also be
2: vulnerable as well online and show who you really are. Now you're so spot on. And and here's what I'd ask people to think about. If you're going to use the words, genuine, authentic, caring, vulnerable, then live, eat, breathe, and sleep it.
0: Mm.
2: And, and, and here's why I go especially now authenticity. And this is, again, this is my opinion. People may not agree with it and that's okay. Authenticity is a lifestyle. It's not a light switch. Mm -hmm. And I say that from the bottom of my heart, people smell this stuff. Yeah. And if you're going to use the words genuine, I don't care if it's in a written word or a vocal word, then understand what it means. Don't just say it. And there's a lot of people that are saying the words because it's the feel good moment as we're going through what we're going through right now. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you this, it's my sincere belief that the new sales economy moving forward is going to be about sincerity, substance, and heart. And -hmm. if you really want to know if that will set you apart, you got to do the hard work. And I always say the hardest work is the heart work. And that's the stuff that nobody wants to deal with because there's baggage along with it. And I learned a long time ago, you get what you get with me, Colin. I don't hide a thing. You want to get to know the real Larry Levine, just ask.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm an
2: open freaking book. Mm -hmm. How many people are willing to open up the cupboard, unlock the baggage and share with someone their deepest, darkest secrets.
1: Right. And so then how do, how do these sales, uh, professionals or sales reps, um, on the path to becoming a sales professional, um, how do they get a deeper understanding of the true value that they bring to the
2: market? They, again, they got to do the hard work. So the first three chapters of my book is all about self-assessment. It's all about self-reflection. It's all going on a journey to find out who you are. Yeah. And here's, what's interesting is there's too many people that are worried about going viral instead of worrying about becoming valuable.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There's too many people worried about getting seen than becoming valuable.
0: Yeah. There's
2: too many people worried about getting heard than becoming valuable.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm all for all of what I just said. It's in the order that it comes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So if you, if you really want to become valuable, And again, valuable is another word that gets thrown around like, Hey Colin, how's it going? Right.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I'm here to be a value to you. Right. That was a valuable comment. Mm -hmm. I'm a value added reseller. (laughs) I value our relationship. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just a a buzzword. It's, it's thrown out there. So, right. It's like two guys, right. Two guys who haven't seen each other for a long time. They high five, right. They might do a bro hug or something like that. And mm-hmm. five minutes, you know, talking and they'll go, Hey, Colin, we got to do lunch again soon, which means that's code for I'll catch in another couple of years. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we want to really understand the value that we bring to the marketplace, then I encourage everybody to take, Take the time, set aside the time, and do some self reflection. Who am I? What do I believe in? Why do I exist right in this marketplace? What do I want to accomplish? What did I do yesterday that I could do better at today? They got to be able to do that tough work. You know, even go ask their customers, their inner circle, their friends, their family what words would you use to describe me? Mm -hmm. Right. What value, based on what you know of me, what value have I been bringing to you? Mm -hmm. And they might be surprised. They might be surprised with the answers they get, right? Oh, dude, it's, you know, it's shocking. You actually learn something, but it goes back to, you brought up the vulnerability word. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability is not a bad word. In sales, it's like a bad word. Uh, Dude, I can't be vulnerable, right? Because that means I'm a sissy and I'm weak and so forth. I can't do that. In all actuality becoming vulnerable is strong. It's a, it, I, I, I threw it out a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It's just, but how many people, right? Because we all walk around, you know, braggadocious bravado behaviors for salespeople and it gets them what they get. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you might get some wins along the way, but. Oh, absolutely. Dude, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you absolutely will. Right. Cause I was one of those people. Mm hmm. But anybody, you know what,
1: I, anybody who's been in sales for any length of time probably was at one time and maybe still is.
2: Yeah, you know, absolutely. But in today's society with where we're at, with what we're going through, and, and I'll throw this out there, is everything will get better. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. It's not going to go back to the way it was. No, absolutely If, not. if salespeople and sales leaders think that all of a sudden they can flip a light switch and things are going to go back. They're sorely mistaken. I said, you know, wake up and stop dreaming. Mm-hmm. That to me, genuine, caring, loving, respectful, appreciative, compassionate. That stuff's going to be placed up on a silver business platter and I'll take it one step farther. Mm-hmm. If you don't love on your customers. Somebody else will.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of great examples that I'm seeing too, where people are really stepping up companies, individuals coming together during this tough time to genuinely offer help with no motivation of any sort of personal or business gain. Right. And those are the type of people that are going to be remembered for these things.
2: No, absolutely. And I go, you know what? And I always said, you know, authenticity is a lifestyle, not a light switch. But maybe this was a swift kick in the backside that a lot of business leaders, business owners, salespeople needed Mm -hmm. to say, hey, you know what? I can do better.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. And nice matters, right? Nice simply matters. And in a sales profession where trust is at an all-time low, where BS meters are at an all-time high and skepticism runs rampant, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: this is the stuff that's going to make or break you as an executive, a leader, as a sales professional. If you eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff, and you transfer that passion and emotion and purpose with intention to your customers, watch what starts to happen. But unfortunately, and, and again, it's, I'm not saying this to disrespect anybody out there. Most organizations, most salespeople are babysitting their customers until somebody else comes along Mm. that gives them the love, the care, the respect that they rightfully deserve. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that one, dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah so we're going to take a quick break just to tell you what we do at monster voip uh we help companies save 30 to 50 percent off their telecom bill while providing them more value and features if you'd like to learn more you can text us at 424-378-6966 we're talking with larry levine from selling from the heart getting real raw and deep about um things that sales reps can be taking a look at and you talk about it in the book right is scheduling time with yourself, beginning of the day or end of the day. I know you're an early riser like myself. So you schedule time with yourself in the morning to reflect, right? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I I do it every day. Um, I found out a long time ago, Colin, when my brain works the best. Mm -hmm. And my brain works the best first thing in the morning. I try to get the tough stuff done first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. But I also love going to the gym. Mm-hmm. So I had to try to fit all of this in at the same time. So I found that how the only way to accomplish this was to set up routine. And I'm a routine guy. I'm a process oriented guy is the way I was raised. And I found that waking up at three o'clock in the morning and, you know, I'm not saying this I go, Hey, guess what? I wake up at three and all you guys don't, I'm not saying it. That what, that's what works for me.
0: Mm-hmm. may
2: not work for anybody else. I get up at three o'clock and for forty-five minutes every single morning, seven days a week, I sit in complete darkness,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I reflect. I think about myself. I think about what I need to do.
1: And that's that hard. That's that hard work. It's the that hard, you're talking about.
2: It's the hard work. Now, my wife thinks I'm nuts. <laughs> she actually thinks I'm nuts. But she's used to it by now because we've been happily married 29 years. So she's used to it. Yeah. But I say this because I'm a big believer that you got to capture and grab the morning. If you cannot capture and grab the morning, you've lost the day.
0: Mm.
2: Stop and think about that one for a second. How many people roll out of bed, roll into the rain locker, grab a banana and a cup of coffee and they're out the door?
0: Oh yeah.
1: I mean, in 30 minutes, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I have a routine in the morning, uh, not as quite as intense as yours, but, um, if for some reason something gets left out or missed, it sets the tone of the day.
2: And And that, and that's what I learned, Colin. It's that same thing as set up routines. And that's why I said, capture the morning. And then, you know, and then I go do cardio and I clank weights at the gym and then I come home, shower, and I'm ready to go.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I get all my tough stuff done before 12 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. And then, but that's just how I've processed the day.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I think the best way, and, and I don't, it, I always share with people, self-assessment, self-reflection, self-awareness is really healthy for you. But you got to dig down deep inside and do it. And if you can't do it in the morning because you're not a morning person, then find that time in that day where your brain works the best. hmm and do it, and consistently do it, and do it every single day for 30 days, Mm -hmm. and start seeing if you see the changes. You can't just do it for a couple days and go, what? Screw it, right? Nothing's working. I can't get up at this time. I don't have the time to do this, which is all they are is excuses.
1: Right, and I think that what people may not understand is that investing in yourself and putting that time in to do this work that you're talking about is what helps you be a better better performer at work as a sales professional.
2: Yeah. And and I always say this, uh, I have, I have a, I have a really just hard nose statement I use is if you, if you never invest, you can never collect. Mm -hmm. So what's that mean? If you fail to invest in yourself, if you fail to invest in your customers, if you fail to invest in your career and for that matter, if you fail to invest in your family, Mm-hmm. you'll never, ever, ever reap the benefits that that can happen. You just never can do it. You'll never, you know, be able to collect on it. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. But it's, it's, it's the tough stuff. The tough, the inner, you're right. I always, I got a buddy of mine who said it's the itty bitty shitty committee, right? Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the voices in our head. It's the stories in our head or the stories that we tell. We just got to be willing to, to just do the inner work.
0: Hmm.
1: So how can sales reps start to try to be more relatable in their marketplace with their customers?
2: I think the easy there's, there's two, I'm going to keep it really simple, dude. Just show you care and give a rip
0: mm-hmm.
2: and giving a rip's a polite way for saying, giving the S word, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but you what, know, to, but just to be relatable is understand their world, show that you care, educate them. Help them do better business.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Bring in some insight into their company that they didn't know. Bring some of, their, bring some of your network into their, their world. Bridge relationships. Mm-hmm. Those are simple ways of being relatable, but how many, how, many, how many salespeople are really relatable to their customers? I'd say few and far between mm-hmm. because there's that barrier there, right? There's that roadblock. Remove, look- remove the roadblock.
1: Now, what about for the sales reps that struggle with that, right? That are just really, have that really raunchy commission, commission breath, as you like to call it. How do they get away from that? How do they get out of that rut and get into a place where they actually do care and
2: can relate? Uh, they just got, That's a good one because it, it, it's interesting you bring this up. Cause I remember when I was, when I was, when I first flipped the switch, right. And I started doing this,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I wanted to turn everybody into believers. Mm-hmm. And that was hard cause I beat my head against the wall. Mm-hmm. And you and I, before we started recording this, we were talking about some of this. Yeah. There's people that truly believe in their heart, my message, and I want to make them better. If you don't believe you don't believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I. And there's only so much I can do. And sometimes people have to find it out for themselves, right? They're going to get an aha moment, right? I had my aha moment long time ago. That was kind of my awakening. But now I'm a firm believer. Everybody has the capacity in their heart inside who they are to do this. It's a mindset thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, I just like working on the individual's mind and getting them to think, you know, what would it be like if you removed all this, right? You popped Altoids in your mouth so it masks the commission breath for a little bit, (laughs) right? Yeah. What would that look like? Imagine what would happen, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine what would happen if you increased the relationships inside your customer base by 20%, Mm -hmm.
0: right?
2: Imagine what would it be like if you changed the course of these conversations, what would happen? And just for furthermore, just imagine if you were nice, what would happen? And I know you are nice, but nice in a sense where you actually showed you truly cared without deceit, right? Mm -hmm. Without hiding something without being all about you, without leading with your wallet instead of your heart. Imagine what this would do. And I'm a firm believer in this call and everybody has the capacity to do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I have to think business is personal. If you can be sincere, compassionate, caring, loving, and respectful and appreciative in your personal life, then what the hell prevents you from doing it in your sales career?
1: Yeah. And I think it, you, we, you mentioned it earlier, right? There's this misconception that they, being that way in business is a sign of weakness, Right. And I think that's what a lot of people have been told or taught for a long time.
2: Yeah, no, and, and it goes back to, you know, just, just look at it, right? The Armani suits, the Rolex, Rolex watches, the sales reps that are driving in Beamers and Mercedes-Benz and sports cars with credit cards maxed out to the guild. Mm-hmm. How far does that really get people, right? That's a poor, lonely soul trying to get accepted because they haven't accepted themselves. That's my whole point behind bringing selling from the heart into the sales profession and pushing the foot, my foot on the gas pedal of this. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I don't hide behind it. I don't hide behind my emotions and you get what you get with me. I'm not here to impress anybody. I drive, i in fact, I drive around in a 13 year old car cause I don't give a crap.
0: Wow.
1: We are just about out of time. I think we even went a little over, but uh, I
2: think... <laughs> Sorry, that, dude.
1: Hey, it's not a problem. I think that uh, people are not going to mind. So we got some good nuggets in there, some really helpful stuff. But before uh, I let you go, you know, definitely want to thank you, Larry, for your... Oh, dude, my pleasure, Colin. Yeah. Welcome you to the Monster Chats community. And then tell us a little bit of uh, how people can find you. If they have questions, where can they reach out? Where they can, can they get more information about Selling from the Heart?
2: You can find anything you want to find out about Selling from the Heart at sellingfromtheheart.net. You can find the Selling from the Heart podcast on all your favorite podcast apps. You can find the Selling from the Heart book on Amazon and in Audible. Mm -hmm. I'm all over LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much. Uh, If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, share. Uh, We also are open to your feedback. The show is about you and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much, Larry.
2: uh, My pleasure. See you soon, Colin.
0: Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Monster Chats, presented by Monster VoIP, where we share the tools, methods, and best practices that business leaders use to build new connections, strengthen relationships, and impact sales and organizations of all shapes and sizes. If you have any questions from today's show and want to reach us directly, please text your question to 424-378-6966.